0: Eve goes to New York. Part 30. Why was it that everywhere Juliet Jones went, crazy followed? Maybe it was just a New York thing. It started in the cab on the way to the Museum of Natural History, the latest destination on the Pike Setter Trail of Bologna where he claimed that it was better to meet in a private place far from the watchful eyes of his allegedly tyrannical boss. The rain was coming down so hard that Julie was certain that at any moment, they'd exit the vehicle in the middle of a river with a rescue boat waiting for them, only to discover that the river was not a river at all but just a flooded version of 34th Street, or wherever the heck they were. If the cab were a boat, the driver would have been the speedboat captain. Sloshing to his left and right, whizzing around cars and trucks in his path, he held the steering wheel with his right hand on top and his head down in attack mode. He had a grin of insanity plastered on his face and his mouth half open like he was enjoying the speed his cab was reaching, flying through the downpour, racing over waterlogged potholes and puddles like a bat out of hell. Julie clung to the door handle for dear life. With every sharp lane change, the cab tossed Julie and Pike in that direction and a huge puddle of water washed over the windows like they were on the inside of a car wash. Finally. They came to a skidding halt outside the museum but had to walk almost a block to the entrance because in the cab driver's haste, he had braked and sailed clear past the entrance, fishtailing and swinging the wheel left and right to get it back under control. As she exited the vehicle into the pouring rain, she stumbled and would have dropped to the pavement if Pike hadn't reached out and grabbed her arm. While the rain pelted her, she put a hand on her head that was reeling like she had stars spinning around her head like in the cartoons. She waited for him to produce the big golf umbrella that would have been suitable for two. But he had nothing of the sort why wasn't she surprised together they ran through the rain pike held her close with his arm around her as they rushed up the museum steps to avoid getting even more soaked than they were why were they even at the museum couldn't they have found a quiet place somewhere closer to the hotel especially in this weather she asked him as much it's a sure bet that this museum is probably the last place in the world you'd find glenn sabine pike explained Besides, it's quiet and dry in its distinctly medieval interior. After two hours of looking at exhibits in several of the museum's exhibition halls, Julie had had about enough waiting. She turned to Pike, who hadn't said a word since they'd entered the museum. Well? No surprise, Pike was sucking down another nicotine stick. Julie glanced to her left at the sign directly in front of them with big wide full-color paint that said, No smoking in the museum. Another sign right next to it said, Just in case you missed our first sign, we strongly suggest you go back and read where it says no smoking under any circumstances in the museum. And yet another sign, violators will be prosecuted up to 150 days in jail. In typical James Dean fashion, Pike was brazenly ignoring them all. Finally, he shared how it went when he confronted Sabine with going legit. Julie had been impatiently waiting for this answer since she'd first stepped foot in the cab. Using my own poisonous brand of coercion, he said, Puffing smoke in Julie's face, I think I got Glenn to play the Miss Teenager thing straight. Julie gasped in delight. Oh, Pike, you're wonderful, she exclaimed. I, I simply don't know why you're doing this for Eve. He looked her square in the eye. For the record lady, it's not for Eve I'm doing it.